Kevin, this is weird. Uh, we don't have much follow-up. And I think <laughs> the biggest reason is that, you know, uh, we recorded uh, last week's episode like two days ago. Right. by the time people are listening to this, you are in London, right? Yes. Um, and actually, yeah, there's a meetup tonight in London. <laughs> um, so check out the show notes. Uh, if you're quick to download the show and listen to it, uh, go check the show notes and come join me uh, in London. And we're having a really fun meetup. So uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, but yes, this is the reason why we're recording ahead of time. Uh, so we're sort of coming to you from the past. Back to the future. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, but we actually, we do have a very quick piece of follow-up uh, last week or a couple days. Um, we talked about the whole Google thing, Google memo thing. Yeah. Uh, debacle. And I personally am very proud to announce that, you know, that guy has been fired. So some justice is like some good things uh, happened there, I guess. Uh, I don't know any details. I just want to like follow up if this podcast was the only source of, you know, news on the topic. <laughs> there you are. I think this is the resolution for the thing for, for the time being, but that is done. And apart from that, again, this is, we are recording way, like we have a long span of time from recording to publishing. So if in the meantime, you know, World War Three has started and stuff like, um, we're not talking about it because it didn't happen here in the past. <laughs> not um, yet. <laughs> not yet. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for follow-up. This week, uh, this episode is kind of special. Uh, you want to tell us why, Kevin? Yeah. So we have a guest. Um, and so I'll introduce him without further ado. He's um, someone that I met. Uh, at Layers, uh, the conference a couple years ago now, I guess. And his name is uh, Michael Flarup. Uh, I guess I didn't ask about pronunciation uh, before this. So <laughs> you did, you did, did I get it right? Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> cool. Thank um, he's a designer and entrepreneur from uh, Copenhagen. Um, works on a ton of like super interesting things. Um, and I think it's kind of funny how like, I feel like we don't really overlap as people like, in our skill set. He's like designing these amazing, like beautiful icons and video games. And I, I feel like I would be terrible at that. Uh, but I absolutely love his style and love everything that he's doing. Uh, so yeah, super happy to have him on the show. Oh, thank hey. you, Kevin. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, 20 past uh, 11 here in uh, in Denmark so it's it's a bit of a late one for me <laughs> put my, yeah, my sorry kids about that yeah my, my just put my kids to sleep here a couple hours ago uh, yeah, he was uh, it was just like not cooperating he's three they oh, usually no. don't <laughs> yeah so so now I got a bit of a, a bit of quiet time and I'm, I'm talking to you guys cool cool it's 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 great to have someone in my time zone ish so <laughs> Rafa, are you in? Are you in? Are you in Portugal? I am one hour nice. behind you. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just there a few weeks ago for a sketch. Really? Yeah, giving a talk at a sketch meetup. Oh, okay. So this whole time I've been looking at your like picture profile on Hangouts, and I'm like, I know him. I know <laughs> him. I've seen him before. And I've been as we're talking, I'm like all over the internet trying to figure out 
like where do i know you from and <laughs> that was it like i saw your picture in one of the speakers for sketch meetup here in porto yeah i was like were you at the meetup because <laughs> then i really made an impression <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't <laughs> i was at the i was in san francisco oh, okay, okay like okay. i, well, I traveled that makes like me kind of happy <laughs> 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 oh, I remember cool. his profile picture on the internet, but <laughs> not, you know, him in real life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, cool. So uh, the reason I decided to invite you on the show is uh, that you launched something uh, special uh, recently. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, when you, the listener, are listening to this, it would have been recently. <laughs> right now, I am on the eve of launching it uh, here in the past um no so I, I guess real quick blurb about me like i've been making things for a long time and and as as kevin said i currently i'm sort of focused on uh running the small uh, game studio called north play and we do all sorts of entertainment related design not just games but definitely also games um and uh and then i do uh, a, this website called uh, apply pixels which is sort of a, a resource site for for designers um so i've been doing you know design visual design for many years but but then i got all these weird adventures through these different companies ran a, a product development studio called robocat for seven years uh before doing this uh so yeah i'm all over the place and right now we're working on uh this thing that we're going to launch tomorrow which is called uh speaker decks which is kind of um, an idea I've been toying with for a long while, and uh, one of my uh, one of my employees, one of my coworkers, kind of you know, I usually pitch ideas to them during lunch or whatever. Whoever will listen, uh, <laughs> and and he kind of liked it, and he wanted to try out some new tech and tried to build like a a, a, a backend in Swift. Um, so so we kind of started toying with this idea. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think like six months ago or something like that and slowly it's turned into this site where you uh, as a speaker or if you are interested in giving uh talks or presentations uh you can sign up and you can upload those talks uh even like you can i've been i've been doing lots of public speaking over the past couple of years and it's just been a tremendous experience for me and i want other people to have that experience uh and uh, on the other side of that table, I've also organized conferences and meetups, and I've seen how it incredibly difficult it can actually be to find um, good speakers. It's always sort of, it's always like through the grapevine. I know this guy or this girl, and she's really good. And so, so I kind of wanted to sort of try to make that whole landscape that I was experiencing more transparent. So, if you're a speaker, even if you're like an established speaker, or if you just want to give more talks, you can go to speaker decks. Co. I can say that now because we'll be live when you're listening <laughs> to this, and you can sort of you know create an account and upload your talks, uh, and uh, it could be talks that you've given many times, or it can be a talk that you've never given before, and you can sort of just kind of pitch it. It's it's a way of productifying a talk in a way. You're trying to make it presentable in a way, arrange your thoughts around sort of uh, this this topic, and then uh, other speakers can recommend that talk, or, you, or event organizers can get in touch with you um through the the, the network um, so it's kind of like this nice place uh an instagram po profile for your public speaking or whatever you want to <laughs> call it yeah that's what we're working on that's that's the that, i guess that's why we spoke earlier kevin it was like yeah let's talk about that yeah i really like this idea because if you haven't like have never spoken at, a, at an event before like there 
the way it happens is always like super awkward either um the person like comes to you and knows you and they're like hey i want you to give a talk at my conference and like okay i hope that they're gonna like what i want to talk about um and then at least for me i always want to like really like try to set the expectations that like okay like this is exactly what i'll be talking about these are the topics that i'm kind of interested in like what do you think is it a good fit for a conference or not Um, Because I've definitely been in situations before where um, I kind of realized like right before doing a talk that uh, the person before me like is talking about a very similar topic. I'm like, holy shit, like, why didn't you not tell me? (laughs) Or uh, if uh, it's not someone who reaches out to you, uh, (laughs) you basically end up applying to like 20 different conferences and then you don't hear back from like. 90% 90% of them and then there's like one or two who reach who reach back out to you and it's kind of this like weird like you it's super opaque yeah it's it's really difficult and and I think you have a situation where people in the audience I've I've talked to people who felt this way it's like how does this happen right I'm, I'm here in the <laughs> audience I'm listening to you now um how did this how did you start doing this right and I think there's a huge gap between when you just kind of you're curious you kind of maybe want to give a talk or that would be cool and then to you fast forward to you actually being on that stage and i think that's 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 what speaker decks is is all about is sort of trying to lessen that gap in a way yeah yeah for sure and it's a great way to sort of archive the previous talks you've done because often, yeah, exactly, oftentimes yeah. that's the thing like you also you put in so much work into these talks and it's this like 30 minute and then it's gone right yeah um so yeah i think it's it's really great to sort of have this way where the talks can live there more or less forever uh for (laughs) however long you you keep this going michael yeah Uh, (laughs) no pressure um, exactly (laughs) yeah but Um, i think i think i i think it's um I, i guess there's an agenda to this also and that's Personally, for me, the, the way the way that I got started with uh, with public speaking was uh, I decided. I think I wrote an article article about this uh, at one point. I, I simply decided at at one point that I wanted to say yes to these sort of opportunities that were coming my way. And I, I realized that that's not how it happens for everyone. But at this point, I had been designing for uh, for many years, and I've been involved in, in lots of different startups. Um, and and I was getting some of these requests. And so at, at, at the beginning, it's it's meetups, and you know, can you we'll we'll, we'll give some free pizza and beers. Do you want to <laughs> come and share? some experiences and that's all cool right and i just sort of decided that i want to just say yes to everything basically i think i've i've said yes unequivocally to well okay almost everything I, there was a one time there was a war zone and i didn't go and <laughs> like but almost oh like and and that has just brought me on this journey i've met so many amazing people and it's uh, broadened my horizon i think it's made me a better designer uh, because i've been forced to try to cram productify i guess the learning uh, you, you've you've crammed this knowledge into these segments and you you become a better presenter and a better communicator uh, i just think it's overall it's just like really beneficial but we're also fighting some diversity issues in the in the, in the community and i i, I want to make a place where where it's someone who or, or just kind of thinking about giving a talk has a much much easier path to that 
to to make that happen for them, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the that's the agenda. That's the the overall goal of Speaker Decks. Basically, I think we put it something like this might change before we launch, but like to help more people give more talks, basically, right? <laughs> because we could all use all more points of views, basically, and it's beneficial to the community. It's beneficial to that individual person who who gets invited to that meetup or that conference and and gives that talk. Yeah. But yeah. So, but so you think like right now the the advantage for people that maybe want to give more talks uh is like this is giving them more exposure for you know yeah organizers and stuff well, to, to I, find you and find your talks i think i think there's there's probably a lot of things that could be done with a platform like this um i definitely don't think that speaker decks is all that yet it's to begin with we want to create a platform where people just feel uh you know comfortable and to like to share those ideas and then also sort of give them a platform where they can make their ideas seem pretty cool from the from the get-go it's very easy to get started but yeah i think uh, i think right now in this i've i've, I've been i've been around talked to at a couple of conferences uh through the past couple of years and we meet a lot of the same people right it's there's just some mm -hmm. people who are really good at this and they obviously get invited back and uh, I don't sure. want to use the word inbred. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not what it is. I mean, because I'm part of that system, and I love giving. I love giving my talks and going to the con these conferences and having these amazing times, uh, meeting these people. But the I think we could be doing a better job at getting more people into that scene. And and I think if we create a place where it's not just the same uh, hundred or two hundred people that are you know prolific and 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 can present their stuff there, and and we sort of create a, a level playing field, it's probably never going to be a level playing field. We know that, right? But but I mean, if we can create a place where people really feel like you know what, I can also do that, and in a few clicks they can create a, a talk, even if it's just digital and just a present like a, a description of that talk. Um, I think I think we will be better off than what we have right now, which is very tricky. I mean, it, it just solves some practical issues also, like just as an organizer of events, like I'm always like, hmm, who, who should I invite to speak, right? Uh, we've had three conferences in Copenhagen I've, I've helped uh, that, that I've made and then uh, helped organize maybe, I don't know, a, a good handful of meetups. Uh, and it's always like, uh, who do we... Who do we get in like and it, it ends up being your friends or someone that you've heard before or you know yeah or recommendations from people who you know oh, that you know and yeah i mean like there's only so far you can go right like from like where the mouth so yeah. i think having something like this can be great i actually just i have an example i just invited your coworker uh mick <laughs> <laughs> she's awesome she's the best you should invite her to all of your conferences <laughs> yes i know i know uh but i met i met her uh in san diego at, at adobe max uh when i was speaking there last year and that's kind of how it goes right now in this industry right and, and that's i guess that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's that's probably been part of business always, right? Uh, you meet people, you have a great time. You're like, hey, I know this person's really talented and could add something to my event. Um, but it also kind of creates a bubble. So I don't want to I don't want to destroy that. I just want to make it easier for everyone else to make the bubble larger. Right. So speaking about making the bubble larger, like say someone's listening to this and they're like, yes, like I completely agree with this. This sounds great. I want to get started. I want to do a talk. 
do you have advice for them? Because, like, I mean, you're a pretty experienced speaker, um, like, way more than I am. So I'm kind of curious to see, like, how did that work for you? And then, um, yeah, like, what kind of advice would you give someone starting? I I think, so I I guess I could could probably be talking about this for hours. (laughs) So just stop me when I'm rambling, right? But so I think the first thing that I want to say to someone who's who's considering talking or uh, doing public speaking is that you should really not be afraid. I think there's, I think there's sort of this more than anything else. I, I can't remember the stat, right? But there's this, this statistic about the, the the fear of public speaking for many people, and it, you kind of need to overcome that and just kind of throw yourself at it. I think a lot of people, particularly if they go to these great conferences and they listen to these very um, successful people give talks and they're practiced uh, speakers. It's kind of daunting if you yourself, you're kind of kind of comparing yourself to that and you're like, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. And that's definitely not the goal. You probably most likely have a story that's unique to your perspective, to your experience, to your skill set. And that's that's just what we need, that we need more people who want to share stuff like that. So the first thing is that you, you got to lose some of that fear. You got to not compare yourself to other speakers or to, you know, some 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 previous experience that you've had. And I, yeah, that's my that's the main thing because th- th- I think there's a lot of people out there who would actually you know eventually become really good speakers and probably benefit a lot from it, but they're not going to do it because something's holding them back. They might be afraid of of, of doing it. Um, so that's the yeah that's the main thing. Right. Yeah, I can certainly feel that. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know about you. For me, I honestly I, I think I still feel it. Like whenever I give a talk, I always have that kind of sense, like in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe I'm not like good enough at this. Like, yeah. maybe I, that like, never goes away. That never I, goes exactly. away. Exactly. And I think Every that's the key time. thing that I want people to know that like, no matter how experienced you are, like this never goes away. We all go through the same things, yeah. right? One of and, the privileges of doing this, I've been doing it for a couple of years, is that you meet a lot of people that are way better than you. And you, I ask them the exact same <laughs> questions at the hotel bar at 3 a.m. Like, how, <laughs> like, is it still difficult? And everyone has always said that there's, they still have some variation of jitters or, you know, it, it never goes away. And that's just perfectly normal. So I guess the second thing that you could say is like, if you've, sort of the, the the fear has gone away from you actually wanting to try it fair enough you're in that mindset then know that you know everyone particularly in the beginning but certainly all i think there's a long tail of of jittery <laughs> it's like they're gonna everyone feels like puking their guts out in the beginning that's normal <laughs> right but i also think i think this actually this comes from a misconception of you when you are doing this so i think a lot of people they think that um, the reason why they're scared, if they try to analyze this, like they could go on stage, they might, you know, be awkward or say something that's wrong, you know, falsifiably, like someone can actually, you know, counter that or whatever, right? Fake yeah, news. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah, just some some people. They, I think that's that's some of the, the the fears that people have, right? That that that's why they don't go on stage. But the, and and people think, you know, if we if 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 public speaking were a game, I like to think about things in terms of games uh, because I'm a game designer, but they think people think they start uh, with with zero points right and each time they make a mistake or they touch their hair oddly or they they say something wrong or whatever they go down in points they have like minus points added to them right but what people don't realize is that even just by getting up on stage 
you don't start at zero. You start at like a thousand points and you can, you can really screw up and there'll still be people coming up to you afterwards saying, Hey, I really like this part or that part. Or you know, we human beings are way, we're just so, um, so self-aware uh, when, when we get up in front of a crowd and the things that we think about are usually never the things that the crowd pick up, up, pick up on. So it's like there's just this whole uh, mismatch. People should just like lose a little bit of the fear, know that it never really does go away and know that people do not really think about the things that you think about um, and that you don't start at zero. You really do not. You start at like a thousand points. <laughs> hey for me it's those thousand points that are the blocker <laughs> like it's it, you know i see all of these heroes of mine like super successful people and people so talented up on stage sometimes on the same stage and i'm like i don't deserve like i'm a fraud it's like imposter syndrome yeah, yeah, class it's imposter it's like i don't deserve to be there yeah. and usually for me it's like i i am nervous as hell like it starts like a week before and it just builds up until the moment but once you get on stage like get up on stage then for me personally um like that's the, the then the easy part starts right the the actual talk and the actual presentation is fine um but when, when people when people walk up on stage like you yourself walking up on stage is like holy shit holy shit holy shit i'm doing this fuck 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 fuck, fuck. and then but the whole audience they're like Wow, this guy or girl's amazing! I can't believe uh, you know she's up there. She's she's really you know, she's really talented, or she's really laying on some truth here, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's just this complete mismatch. Uh, I th- we just wired that way as human beings, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. The the good thing though, like I, f- I feel like my just personally t- type, is I'm gonna spend basically like every moment. Uh, working on my talk until the very last minute that I get on stage because somehow my brain is like oh you have control over that like if you spend more time working on your talk it will lead to a better outcome yeah but whenever I get on stage uh, that same kind of mindset applies and I'm like you know what there is nothing you can do now (laughs) like the talk is done like you can't change content (laughs) so just press play and the thing goes right so yeah as soon as i step on stage all that like nervousness and all that stress all of a sudden goes away and if i rehearse the thing enough and i'm comfortable enough with what i'm saying honestly like 99 percent of the time goes really well so and i think that would probably be the same for most people uh, yeah. it's it's getting to that stage that is really hard it's not like once you're I, on that stage i also think that there's i think it's important to realize that there's we're going to spill some truths now here <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's different types of speakers so people do it like you know i just kind of want to may open this up and be more transparent about it so there's different types of speakers so uh there's the type of speaker that are just completely there they don't rehearse they don't they go on stage they impro everything and they're great at it and they're they're comfortable on stage then there's the rehearser that the person who who sits down they memorize everything right they will be the same people in high school with the memo cards like sliding the card like saying this that's and then you know having all these points they need to hit and then you know this uh, someone like me who's like i write everything down i script everything and i try to pretend that i'm not reading off my screen but actually 
I mean, I, most of the time, I probably will be reading off my screen. And if you see any of my talks, you and you, you can you could notice that that's what I'm doing actually, right? And that like you have all these different types. I think it's and and all of these time uh, these different types of speakers are you know they're just doing their own thing. They're figuring out how they how how whatever they're doing on stage works well for them. How they put on the best show or whatever, right? So, so I think it's okay to figure out like if you if you would you want to be a rehearser? Do you just want to? Are you that crazy impro guy? I've seen it. Some people can do that, and so that's definitely in the rarities. But do you want to be someone who scripts everything, writes things down, even the jokes? I mean, I sometimes do that, and then I veer off script sometimes, and and you can get horribly lost if you're really into scripting, and and that's usually when you go long. I mean, there's just all these tools in your toolbox, and there's not one right way of, of doing these things right yeah uh, I'm, I'm more of the improv but like controlled improv if that makes <laughs> sense. like i have like i have a structure that i want to follow and like sometimes i even have like just empty slides on purpose i switch to an empty yeah. slide so i can talk and like i know that i have room here um but like the whole structure is is planned and i've rehearsed a lot but like when I'm actually presenting, it's just improv, a bit of improv, a little bit. Like I, I try to adapt it to the audience or whatever. Like depending how, how's the reaction? Yeah, I'm getting, you know? yeah, yeah, tailor it a little bit. I mean, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that people have their own style, and like with design, you you're not gonna you're gonna try to first of all you're gonna try to mimic someone else's style when you go up on stage in that first meetup you do right. And then you're gonna slowly figure out what your own voice is. It, I, I I tend to correlate public speaking very much with other forms of sort of uh, like expressing yourself uh, like design or video editing or photography. You know, it's it's kind of like you're figuring out what you do best and what type of speaker you want to be. And I guess I just want to tell the, 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 the people listening to this that there are many different types of speakers and there's probably types of speakers that haven't even really been invented yet, right? And you can be that person. Um, and I guess another little tip uh, that I've used a lot is that... Um, I like to talk about stuff that I am intimately aware of, like my own life. I use my own career, my own stories, my own whatever, those things, right? I, I think a lot of people, when they think about public speaking, particularly designers or developers, they think that they have to get up on stage and give like this really technically uh, or design-oriented specific thing that's industry-acknowledged or, you know, like it's true or not true. And I think that's wrong i mean that there's obviously talks like that and that's cool that's fine but if you can pepper it somehow with your own experiences like a little story here and there in between all the the facts that you want to present um i think you're going to be a lot more comfortable on stage that's that that works for me anyways because that's not something that that someone can come up to you afterwards and say you're wrong about this <laughs> because that's my life right that's, that's <laughs> i'm using my own experience and yeah, yeah. it makes me more comfortable on stage to share that um and i think people can feel that in the audience and then they relate better to whatever facts it is that i'm also trying to probably throw at them right and also your path your story is the most original thing that you have you know like no one else in the world <laughs> has the same life story as you you know exactly like if you also want to be, you know, different and bring something unique, 
yourself like you are unique yeah so uh yeah that, that, yeah i think that's that, 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 like everybody unique. else yeah yeah you're <laughs> you're a flower <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm i think you're special. Uh, yeah you're special i i but i think that's a really important takeaway because if people are listening to this and they'd be like yes you know what i think what i like what these guys are talking about public speaking you know what might be something for me but i'm not a professional i'm not at the peak of my skills within you know whatever who am i to say something about this topic i would just want to challenge that and say you're wrong you no one first of all no one knows what they're doing just you know accept mm -hmm. that uh, but also like uh just talk about yourself then talk about your own path or find whatever it is you know i've seen some really interesting talks with very, very talented designers developers get up and talk about their hobby or like something completely separate how they learn to play the banjo or you know whatever right uh i think there's many different experiences uh that you can give other people on stage they, they, they don't have to be about you know this is the design paradigm or this is how you do a proper you know back-end integration of this this than the other right i mean it's just it's it's you and it's kind of a show and you're sharing your your perspective T touching on that like, uh, i think there's if i had to put it like in two buckets you can either do like a technical talk right like you know share knowledge or like teach someone how to do something or whatever and then there's the like inspirational yeah. talk right you're not really teaching anyone you're just like opening uh, their eyes to something or like raising or um, you know raising awareness for something or even just like you know if you had a a great uh, story and like career path or whatever just communicate that you're not teaching anything you're just basically communicating like transmitting the, the message that everything is possible or whatever like fight the odds or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's fun that you should mention that because that is exactly the sort of stuff that we've been buried in uh, for the past couple of months with speaker decks because how do what type of metadata do you give a talk what, how do you codify this what are the similarities yeah. between the different talks and what's true for you is maybe not true for my talk um, and you have buckets you have tags and we, we, we introduced something yesterday called topics where people can add their own topics it's sort of just an attempt to make this thing uh sort of browsable in a way so you can find more of the same thing um and you, we have target audience it's a free form field right now like who is this right. even for right so i think we're also figuring this out and, and i think the problem right now the reason why we're doing this is this doesn't really exist right now we have some very broad terms like a tech talk or an inspirational talk but i think the, the landscape if we really looked at it uh, under a microscope is a lot more diverse a lot of a lot of different i, I kevin do you remember at layers the emoji talk <laughs> the yeah emoji. this was so oh, great this is amazing that. right <laughs> and, 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 and just for the the listeners um it was just sort of this guy who got up on stage and uh he was he had he had this most amazingly dark voice and he just got <laughs> close to the microphone and talked about emotions through emoji um and it was just really fun and everyone was, the lights were down everyone was supposed to like draw their favorite emoji and like talk about it afterwards and whatever right and yeah. you might mm -hmm. think that stuff like that is cheesy but my point is just that there are so many different ways to give other people knowledge or experience or anything else and i think that's we're trying to do that with speaker decks trying to is like can we get everyone into the same room please instead of everyone at this party talking in corners or you know i know this guy <laughs> can we invite him over to our group or you know just try to level the level the playing field and see if there's some some new voices also
Yeah, and also I find that as an introvert, uh, public speaking is amazing. <laughs> It may sound like counterintuitive, but honestly, I hate being like in a group of people that I don't really know and like trying to like introduce yourself and like I hate all of that, like all the small talk, all that stuff. But you want to talk with a purpose. When, <laughs> yeah, like when you go at a conference and you actually do a talk then people come to you instead of you having to come to them, <laughs> which is a lot easier. But also, there you have a starting point. You kind of bypass this whole, like, small talk and talking about random stuff, and you get straight to an interesting conversation. Uh, so this, for me, is also, like, another real hack. Like, if you're an introvert, consider uh, public speaking. It is stressful, but uh, you'll, like, the conference experience is going to be so much better like it's night and day it's the it's the best conferences i've ever attended it's the, it's the ones where i've spoken myself it sounds so incredibly self-centered when you say it but <laughs> it's it it just solves a lot of the other issues uh, at conferences and i know it's it's incredible i mean everyone needs to feel a little bit like a rock star sometimes i think that's i think that's positive <laughs> run with it right um I've never thought that there was anything wrong with sort of the the like economy of the world. Like you, you do these things because you wanna you wanna you want other people to to think that you're doing a good job or that you are maybe able to share some of your experience with them. And when you talk at conferences or at meetups, you just you you instantly give a hundred or two hundred or five hundred or a thousand people this uh, topic that they can approach you with and you're going to have some of the most amazing uh, conversations afterwards once the sweat has stripped off and you're you're back down from the stage so let's talk about um the launch of something like speaker decks what's that process like oh god i could do a whole talk about launching things um <laughs> i might even have at some point uh we've launched i've been a part of launching uh things for uh the past 10 years and so there's a whole process some things that i usually sort of cling to uh that i like um obviously with something like speaker decks is a little different because so first of all if you're launching an app um you usually want to have like critical mass on day one when you're launch launching a website or a service a web service of of sorts That's not necessarily the purpose because if you've screwed up, you want to fix it. You want to fix it while the plane is flying. And critical mass doesn't really help you with anything other than pay, like side load, right? Uh, you, right. You, you obviously want attention, but you want like a slow grind, like a slow, slow burn uh, growth uh, over a period of time where people interact with your site. Um, so, so launching things like this is very different. Uh, if, it, if, if this had been an app uh, on the App Store or even a game uh, tomorrow I would have been like hitting like well sending out emails use fully utilizing really every single uh, social media available to me and all my employees or and all the like the, the like all my friends and everything like that right uh, just to try to, to hit the top the charts somehow we've, we've done that a couple times in the past and it's amazing when it happens and it can also fail horribly uh, but for, for tomorrow what, what we're gonna do is we I think we're going to submit to Product Hunt. Um, I have some followers there and we'll kind of see. I think we're still in the phase where we've built this, relatively speaking, it's it's a fairly short uh, production right now. It's very MVP, 
there's a million other things we'd like to do with it. It, it doesn't do a whole lot right now. Uh, I think we just want to try to get it in more people's hands, but not too many people. <laughs> uh, so to, uh, the, the, the past week and a half, we've kind of been, I've been reaching out on Twitter. I've been sending uh, subtle tweets about people who could emoji ping me and I'll DM them some details about the, you know, the, the thing that we're building. The, the site is actually live. It has been for two weeks. We just haven't publicly tweeted the link yet, so I'm I'm just there's no invite system or anything like that. I'm just handing out links in in, in Twitter DMs and having actual conversations with a lot of people about right. what we should change and putting things in the Trello board or whatever. But we have like we're freezing uh, the the whole sort of deployment tonight. Right now it's just continuous deployment, putting new stuff in. I know Christian, uh, who's who's the 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 one employee who would listen to me and built this thing. He is the real star here. Uh, he actually <laughs> built the whole thing. Uh, I just designed it and and put things in Trello. That's sometimes how we designers feel, right? But uh, like, <laughs> or on this the Trello. looks weird. Oh, on the on the Trello. Troll, right on the troll. <laughs> we'll we'll make that thing happen. It was that's actually an, is that an autocomplete on your end as well? Because that just uh, changes I that. I think it might have been autocomplete yeah. on your end. Then it uh, you sent it out to me. <laughs> it's on the troll now, anyways. But yeah, so so I, I think we'll we'll freeze deployment and uh, and then I'll, I'll submit to Product Hunt tomorrow morning uh, European time because that gives you a full twenty four hours of maybe of, of upvotes before they reset the ladder. And then I'm gonna, yeah, I'm then gonna email some people. I'm gonna follow up on some of the the conversations I've already been having with. Was, there's a lot of people who've actually already put cool content on the site, so we don't. That's why we had these conversations with people the past two weeks, because with a site like this, it's all about the content, right? It's incredible. Speakers have actually already put their talks up now, um, including you, Kevin. So I mean, <laughs> that that content will be there when we launch, so people can see it's not just sort of an, an empty desert, right? You, you're trying to get a little bit of stuff going before you let in the masses so i think that's the that's what the launch will we'll probably be tweeting a lot about it uh, in the coming days and you know, the idea hopefully is that most of the people who want to speak or at least the people who are established spe- speakers they're also kind of you know they have a network they're they might have yeah, they don't need this right yeah and that they have followers and they have like and they could link you know if they're if they think it's cool and that's the hope they like what yeah. we're doing they will link their profiles and when people are trying to interact with the content or recommend their talks you know they will sign up and i think that's that i hope that's the gateway drug into getting more people to give talks basically get them on board the system and entice them show them how easy it is to get started and then see what right. happens I love something you said about not even having like a registration system or anything like that, like for uh, for beta users, because uh, that's true. Like honestly, like you don't need some of that stuff like, for launching. I think we often get caught up into thinking like, oh, I need like all these things before I can launch. But honestly, like most of the time, you can kind of keep it simple, and that's the best way to go. Yeah, this is very. Like this product is very timely for me because right now I am, I am looking for more speaking engagements, uh, and I am looking like I am organizing a, a local meetup here. Uh, so I am looking for speakers <laughs> and I am looking for events to, to to speak. So I, I don't know if this was um, a design uh, choice, like if this is on purpose, but the fact that you have like your profile. And then you you know you add your talks and it talks like you know you want them to look pretty you know you have the, the banner image and stuff like you want it to look cool uh, and add a bunch of metadata and stuff like videos and and the, the decks and all having that like 
makes me want to create and polish up my talks yeah. so i can create like a like a like a portfolio here like you know like yeah that's the plan i mean that that's exactly i'm glad you're saying that because that's what what we worked hard for um it's as i said it's it's still pretty simple we have so many ideas for bringing on maybe eventually bringing on actual events and they will have maybe separate profiles mm -hmm. or you know there's so many things you can do right now if you already have your talks cataloged wouldn't it be cool if you could just with a few clicks actually submit your talks when events do uh call for oh, yeah. call for papers like uh, right now it's this weird i saw someone on git who put tried to stitch together all the different conferences and when their you know deadlines for when you need to submit your talks and right now it's a lot of manual work on all sides of the table for the speakers for the organizers mm -hmm. so i think i think there's a lot of room to improve these things but first and foremost we just want to we want to start by creating a place where people want to upload their talks even if they don't have a talk yet they haven't come up with it right. yet right they just want to go on there they want to create a profile they want to upload that first talk that's why we we spend a lot of time doing it like it's, it's almost like a uh, a wizzy wick editor where you, you 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 know you when you add the talk you 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 can actually see what it, what it's going to look like uh as as, a, as these nice. little nicely designed cards and yeah, I'm glad you you picked up on that. <laughs> uh, I would I would suggest for you know uh, like feature requests. Oh, of course. Uh, I <laughs> I would say like my my biggest pain points as a speaker to submit talks is write CFPs and actually either email the the organizers or like you know fish for submission forms or whatever to submit your talks that whole thing is so like anxiety inducing for me like yeah. uh email no <laughs> you know uh you kind of hinted at that you know if there's a way for you to like submit talks directly through a speaker deck so i i think my bet is that if we can get the speaker this is all about the speakers and i, I I'm, I'm saying this with much love for people who organize events because i'm part mm. of that group also but I think we need to get first of all all the people who are speaking right now who are out there uh, who are who are amazing at speaking and giving talks and who people idolize and we need to get them on the site and get them to want to upload their talks and hopefully they will influence other people and be the voice of reason and and get people to also uh, even upload their other people's ideas for talks and have like sort of create like this network effect of uh, and we can if we can get the speakers there, I'm pretty sure that it won't be long before even it might start with the smaller meetups around the world, like going to this one place to find good speakers, see who recommends who and who like we need someone uh, ta who, who who speaks particularly about this one topic. And if we can mm -hmm. sort of search for that in one place, I think. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll get them on board. Also, another note, I guess, completely speaking in the open here, there's absolutely no revenue right now model at all in place. It's um, it's just that'll sort of, be my follow up question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I thought I, I, I beat you to it. Um, no, um, <laughs> no, no revenue model at all. Um, and it's it of, of course I'm, I'm all for making we need to make this sustainable at some point because we're a very small company doing you know entertainment related stuff which i actually feel i feel that speaker decks fits nicely into that it's i feel like talks are a form of entertainment but we we need to make it sustainable so that we can continue to create this this platform and uh, we have some ideas but right now and and uh, probably for the very uh the, a good part of the next uh, year or so there's probably you know 
we're, there's not going to be any. We don't. Maybe we can monetize the events, or maybe there will be. My hope is that if this becomes a cool thing, uh, we could have sponsors. So if there's any uh, people with the influence out there listening to this, like big, big uh, heads of uh, corporate or whatever, who wants <laughs> you know, then you know, let me know. Uh, but I think that there's a couple of ways that that could could happen. But first and foremost, we we want to just get speakers on there and see if we can level the playing field. You could get money from the the events itself, right? If you want to promote your yeah conference, maybe. yeah. Like, you know, featuring these talks that you've yeah. seen on the website. For ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Yeah, it would also be cool if, like, so So there's half a million ideas for this. But uh, so first of all, like, <laughs> a lot of speakers are putting uh, their uh, video up, um, mm -hmm. you know, and for those of you who've been so lucky to actually have their talks recorded. And that suddenly creates, like, this whole library of really interesting knowledge um, sure. so that you can search and you can sort of go on this journey. Maybe there's something interesting there. Uh, a lot of people talk about, like, having an event uh be up there and be like, okay, this event happened and these were the speakers and these were the talks they gave. These are the cards. I like this card and I like this talk and this talk and this talk. And so, so you kind of get like a, a better picture of, of what happened at the event in a way. And I know there's a lot of, there's probably going to be some listeners being like, oh, well, you have slight deck or you have like other people mm -hmm. trying to do, there's a lot of players in this market. Uh, I feel like most of them are well, at least uh, slide deck um, is uh, is it speaker? No, it's speaker deck and slide share. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of those two sites, but I think they're very cumbersome. But they're also focusing a lot on you know hosting presentations, like actual slides, like a PDF that you can flick through or whatever. Um, and that's not really the point of, of speaker decks. I, I mean, eventually, maybe, but just the whole overhead of hosting something like this. And like that's, we would spend a lot of time building that and it wouldn't actually benefit the, I think, the core idea that we're, we're trying to get at. Uh, I have a couple of questions yeah. left. Um, I mean, we're running <laughs> uh, a bit out of time and, and I slide over for you. So one very quick, uh, I see that there's some uh, type of curation on the website. Do you do you plan to like keep that going? Because you know that that does take some time, yeah. like human. Time. Yeah. Uh, so actually, just like three days ago, we didn't have curation, and what I saw is that uh, we were getting a lot of talks from uh, these people that we're sort of have invited early on to try it out, and. Uh, you know, it, it was pretty random what would show up on the front page. So right now, the curation mm -hmm. is just sort of to make sure that we, we, in a way, you're also trying to teach your users how you think you should present things on the platform. And because everything is very new and, and the, the format isn't established, it's it's I think it's important to sort of try to guide people and say, like, we are featuring these because we think... Uh, they represent a diverse set of uh, talks that we'd like to see on the site or a particular way of even just a, a nicely designed card or, you know, uh, the, the right content like laid out, uh, mm -hmm. just utilizing the, the, the tools on the site right now. So, I, But I think uh, what we could do, we'll probably keep that up for, for the foreseeable future, just sort of handpicking things. But the idea isn't that it should be handpicked. We have this recommendation engine that we put in um, where people, other speakers or the users can can recommend a talk. Maybe they were at right. the talk or maybe they've sat and watched uh, the video of the talk or they just like the, the description that, that the, the speaker has made. And they can recommend it. And if a talk gets enough recommends, maybe we can have sort of a, a where we surface uh, great new talks uh, on the front page every day. So I think that's that will probably be the idea. I have one last question, which is... 
All right. So in the in the very beginning, I think one of the first things you just slipped out, and you mentioned that you're working on Swift backend yeah. for this. <laughs> so, so I wish I wish uh, Christian was here to to answer. This is kind of his baby, right? But wake uh, him up. Yeah, wake him up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's a, he's about to be a father very soon. So he needs no, his sleep. Don't wake him up. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna wake him up. Uh, I think that's next Tuesday that's scheduled for us. So I think he needs oh, wow. a little sleep. Yeah, yeah, cool. I know. Yeah, congratulations, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll probably listen to this. Um, no, so so the backend is written in in Swift, yes, and the the frontend is React. Um, and it's 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 really uh, if you click around the site, it's really snappy. Like. I'm saying this is a non-technical person. I mean, I'm a designer, but I really, I really like the. I mean, it, it had some. We he actually, I think he he has a talk on the site about this that he hasn't given, but you know that he wants Swift <laughs> on the server. Yes, he's he's on the site here. I I, I found his talk. Swift backend development, um, well for iOS developers, but he's he's probably going to use this also as how like as a as an as a. Um, like it would be fun if you get invited to talk at a conference through speaker decks and then talk about how you build speaker decks. I think that would be fun. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would yeah. be so meta. But yeah, but that is amazing. I am very into this. I'm looking forward, like hopefully maybe, you know, not only the talk, but he will like write something up because I'm very, oh, yeah, he definitely, he definitely, well, he, he's, cool. he's, he, he writes articles and he gives talks awesome. as well and he'll definitely do something. I'm sure. Awesome. awesome. Uh, the website, the whole thing looks great. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we mentioned that. Like, this <laughs> looks really good. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and those, those little, uh, like characters in, in the <laughs> homepage, landing page, are the, did you like 3D model those? This, uh, the, the, that story is long, but I, I'm, I'll, I'll shorten it down a little. <laughs> so, no, no, we uh, we built this other game called Conduct This. Oh, is this segues nicely into your question, Ooh, Kevin? Perfect. Ooh, look at that segue. <laughs> Bam. Boom. Um, Real pro. Boom. Real pro. Uh, I've done this before. <laughs> no, but uh, so so, and we had this amazing artist work on on the the low poly style of that game and. When we're doing this, actually, the, we this project started like any other project in any other startup anywhere. We'll do a prototype in two weeks, right? <laughs> and then six months later, you know, we're kind of soft launching it. But uh, mm. and and we actually bought these characters because we wanted them like off like creative market or something like that. But they were used for a completely different setting. Like they're like camping. <laughs> That's why most of them <laughs> oh, were wearing really? shorts and things. <laughs> so I had to paint in some details on them. But I, I only because we were so in love with that like our previous art, uh, artist uh, who, who built the, the conduct this game and this kind of looked like his style like that's why we went for that uh -huh. um, so so yeah no i can't take credit for, for making these characters they were like we need something visual michael do you have like time to do something like you take a week off no i, I can't take a week off <laughs> to work on this okay fair enough then we'll just uh and it's actually it worked out nicely and we have these little characters and we're using them around the the, the site and i guess for the designers out there we're also relying heavily on emoji so i I love I love emojis and they're like a big part of the design language in that that we're using and I think it's working out pretty well uh, on the site. We'll see how it's how well it scales where we need to grow the site and make a lot of other views. But uh, 
for now it's good people actually randomly assigned an emoji when they sign up so if someone signs up yeah if someone signs up and you you get the pig i'm sorry uh <laughs> <laughs> i got the rabbit oh, okay. i think i'm good okay Thank good you. good and we also randomize like the colors for if you upload a talk and you don't have like an, an image we, we have like a preset of random different colors that goes on like lots of little details like that things that we things that we should probably not have built when we we're on such a short <laughs> deadline but uh you know designers designers all right <laughs> yeah i i think i have one major complaint about the yeah, site is go. i think the illustration should be animated oh yes <laughs> yeah actually i think we'll probably end up doing like something that, that right now the header is definitely for the launch like it's very big and menacing and right. for a place that toots like hey this is about your content like we're stealing all that from it look at these <laughs> things look at the, our like that's actually the thing that we had to dial back if if you notice like when you click around speaker decks and the, right now the front page is very vivid and but when you go to people's talks actually the whole header changes and becomes a lot more subdued it's uh mm -hmm. it's unicolor like this the logo is just black and this it's very subtle um for that exact reason because this is about people's content so we had to change that because in the beginning we had like that crazy red header that we have on the front page had a smaller version of that you know with other people's talks when they you clicked in and saw their their all the the, the details about their talk and i was like no we can't have this i i like the hero i think like it you know it pulls all the attention like hey look at me pray attention and then you have the big heather you know yeah. uh maybe maybe get rid of it once people are like logged in yeah maybe yeah that's a good idea know, but yeah right now it just says um, add talk that's actually a really good idea See if I can get that in before deployment tomorrow. <laughs> I'll wake him up. <laughs> oh, you should um, see the, the troll list, the Trello list. It's very long. <laughs> uh, Kevin, did you have one last question about Conduct AR? Yes, I'm <laughs> impatiently waiting for this. Yeah, I'm so curious about this. Like, I, I saw the trailer. We'll put the link in the show notes so that people can see it. But basically, this is an AR version of the game you can play on your phone. Holy pants. I haven't seen this. Which is, like, honestly, a fantastic game. I'm not a gamer, but I love this game. It's probably a bit too hard for me. <laughs> but <laughs> it's brutal. the graphics and the, like, the tactic engine effect when you yeah. run into something is just so satisfying. And now you're sort of bringing that experience to AR to the real world yeah so do you want to like tell us a little bit of, yeah. about that because i imagine like that there's a lot of things that need to change oh, in yeah. the game uh, for for being like a good v uh, ar game yeah so i was super curious about that because i don't know anyone who's working on anything ar related at the moment so oh well i, I mean it, it's it's yeah it seems like a lot of people are interested in it right now i think it's going to be big at the launch and then we'll see how well ar fair like how how well it ages but uh it's really fun i mean it, it a quick backstory yeah we released uh this mobile game called conduct this um last december and uh, it was it put everything we had into it basically when we started North Play, and it's that very crucial first game that you put out as a game studio. And so a lot of a lot of stuff was running like it was, it was pretty much release the game or go bust, right? Um, and we worked on that game for like nine months, which is a pretty quick turnaround. But we worked our butts off, everyone. Um, and then we launched it, and I remember we went through all the motions that I talked about before about doing a good launch, and we got like. 10,000 downloads in a week, I think. I was pretty happy. Like, okay, fair enough. It's a free game. Uh, you can unlock mm -hmm. it. Uh, and then Apple featured us right before Christmas. 
And then we got oh, 10,000 wow. downloads per hour wow. per hour. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. Yes. So we had a really good like Christmas uh party. Um Yeah. Christmas too is like the best moment yeah. to be featured, right? Yeah, it was it was it was, it was like amazing. Jackpot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and 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 so many people liked the game, and so so Conductus became a lot bigger than we had ever dared to hope for, and it's it's a really solid mobile game. We actually shipped more of the game after that release than we did, you know, up until release. So it's it's a it's a lot bigger uh, game now. We're also working on some DLC stuff for that game, and and again, it's still free, so you can check it. I think if you go to conductthis.com, uh, that you can get that version of the game. But um, so I think now we have like almost 3 million downloads um and uh it's a pretty pop it's it's a game that's been out there and a lot of people have talked about it and we're very happy about it and then ar comes along and we're like hmm, this is actually perfectly suited for that you know for tra- conduct this is sort of this action puzzle game where you play with trains and we're like you we, playing with trains in ar sounds awesome like on your <laughs> desk right like who wouldn't <laughs> want to do that um so we started prototyping some stuff um and uh, and and actually, the ended up we're we're creating a completely new game. So it's it's actually not going to be an AR port of Conduct This because oh really yeah because we we found that that's not the good way to do an AR game. I think actually I think that this is going to be really interesting once um, iOS 11 launches and we get the new iPhone and AR is going to be on everyone's lips and there's going to be right now there's there are a lot of people working on AR stuff, but we're going to see like the whole spectrum, right? We're going to see people yeah. who just ported this like the money grabs and the the gimmick and all these things right and um and we kind of took a step away from that right great we love our game and we think it has ar potential but it has to it has to be uh standalone it has to be its own thing for many reasons including financial reasons like we want to make this a premium product that people actually buy so right. so so it's it's and, and and so we actually ended up we're we're building a completely standalone game and I think there's on my YouTube channel, there's like this little beta demo that we actually also kind of, we were, I can't, I can't talk about that probably NDAs <laughs> and Apple and all that, but we're, we're talking a little bit with Apple. Maybe we'll, maybe something will come off it, right? <laughs> if we're lucky. Um, but they, they seem to really like what we're working on uh, at the very least. Nice. And, um, and, and so, so it's a really fun challenge to re-envision your game and create an AR. And we have lots of, like design-wise challenges, like where does the UI go in an AR game? Does it go mm-hmm. in the game world? Right. Um, like, does it? Because you, some of this UI stuff, particularly in an action puzzle game, like conduct this, where you're trying to, like, you're managing these trains and you need to start and stop them. You also need to. There's a timer, and you need to know how many passengers you've transported and all that stuff. And that needs to be front and center, but you you also kind of some of these things are part of the world. So it's like, where does that line go? And we we're experimenting with some stuff where it starts in the 3D world. We have like the, you'll see it in the video. You can probably link it in the show notes. But we have like the the name of the level and the the, the objective for that individual diorama, like these little 3D dioramas that pop up in front of you, and then the trains start going, and the UI actually goes from 3D to 2d and it sticks to your viewfinder your camera in a way wow. so it, it actually it's there all the time so it, it converts from 3d until until 2d and then we're just experimenting with lots of stuff like this and no one really knows like that's the interesting part no one has done this i think well i mean there'll probably be some people saying oh some people have done this but uh, <laughs> i think there's still a lot of untested territory there and that's really interesting so we're, we're building this game called conduct ar or conductor as it's called right 
now, uh, which uh, which is going to be a fun premium standalone game. Um, you can play that without having played Conduct This. They're going to be very they're very different experiences because the the reliance in Conduct AR is is on spatial puzzles. So you have what you have. You have this objective all of a sudden, right? You you can actually move the camera around yourself. And you explore the world. So we can create puzzles where you as a player need to look from different angles or a train goes through a cavern or you know it goes through multiple dimensions and or a bridge mm. or whatever and you have to look from one angle or look from look under the bridge or under the warehouse or it goes underground maybe or you know, there's, <laughs> there's all these things right and you couldn't do that and conduct this so are you saying you're going to make this game even harder oh yeah this is the, that's the, <laughs> that's fun because conduct this is actually it is you can see i sometimes just go on youtube and search for conduct this just to see grown men cry uh, it's a really <laughs> tough game and then we made this game and we have a prototype version sitting in right next to me right now it's like damn it ar did not make this easier at all it's like it's much harder so we're trying to figure out like other puzzles another reason why we couldn't just port the game um we have to mm -hmm. reinvent every level so. right I, I I applaud you. By the way, the the, the video looks amazing. Like, this is a beta. This, that's the beta. I can't wait to see what what like, you know the final. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Build actually looks like. Uh, I I applaud you guys for 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 that for going all in and not just making like, you know, something like we've seen with VR games a lot, and it's big point of frustration for me as a player uh, that only now and it's been like, well, like two or more years. Only now we have seen like you know, full-blown games made for VR. Because otherwise, like, before, it's just just VR experiences that, you know, lasted, like, 10 minutes or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, a version like Resident Evil 7, yeah. which is one of my favorite games that I played in VR, but it, it was not made for VR. It's, like, it has a VR mode. Yeah. But the fact that you guys, like, without this technology, I mean, from what we've been seeing around, there's strong indication that this is going to be pretty successful, but... You know, for you guys to take this bet and going all in because you truly believe in the in the technology, like I, I applaud you. Oh, like I am you. really excited. It, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. I mean, it's an interesting conversation about VR. Not that we're going to dive for another hour into this. The <laughs> listeners probably want this podcast You'll to end to very back. soon. But uh, but uh, but uh, I, so I run a small co-working space in Copenhagen. That it is called. It's another one of the many balls I have in the air right now. But but it, it's it's called Spielhusel, and it's kind of like um, it's like that's, it's game house, I guess translated. So I have a, a we have a lot of people in there working on games, and I have like this. It's amazing to run a game studio in a co-working space that you're also running for game other game studios because you you get to talk to a lot of other people making games. I think steal the inherent all their ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was still their employees are. <laughs> Like, it was your mastermind, yeah. <laughs> master plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's it's a it's a really fun community. Um, but uh, but the problem with VR, in my perspective, and through what I've learned from many other people also developing for it, is that that's the the there's just not enough people who own the hardware. So you're mm -hmm. not going to be able mm -hmm. to make like a the, the the big triple VR games. The reason why you haven't seen those successes is because you're still developing to, for to a fairly small number of people. And I know there's PlayStation VR and a bunch of other things, but um, it's just it hasn't hit that mainstream yet. But in one month, when iOS 11 rolls out, then AR is going to be like enabled on 
millions of devices, right? So I think that's why, if you're looking at it from a, from from two different perspectives, um, they're mm-hmm. incomparable. Uh, VR will probably, hopefully, have its time, uh, but AR is going to get this weird, quick, like straight into the frying pan uh, moment. Um, and we'll see how how well it works. If it's just gimmicky, like I'm not, I'm not even sure. I'm working on an AR game, right? I mean, I'm not even sure if it's if it's uh, if it's the way of the future. <laughs> if it's, if if that's the way that we're gonna do UIs, maybe they'll introduce like uh, some glasses at some point, and it'll be amazing. But it still feels kind of clunky, like holding right. a mm-hmm. iPad Pro. And I like playing our game. I'm not, you know, putting it down. I want everyone who listens to this to buy it when it comes out. But <laughs> but I, I, I'm not sure if that's the future of, of, of interfaces mm-hmm. or even entertainment. Right. I think it's going to be a, an interesting path to walk down, but we'll see where it takes us. Right. And but in a way, it's like exponentially less cumbersome than putting a helmet yes, on, you know, definitely. with a bunch of yeah. cables. Like, yeah. so. But it's interesting because yeah. I've always seen VR as kind of like the first step to get to AR. Uh, but now it uh, sort of looks like the trajectory is flipped, right? Like it seems yeah. like we'll get AR before we even get VR in a mainstream like way, right? So. Yeah. We're gonna get a lot of those. Like we're gonna in the right at the start, uh, we're gonna get all the how this is how you measure your room, and this is like all the (laughs) novelty things. This is uh, Google Maps with AR on top, where you can find your way to the nearest uh, espresso espresso place or whatever. Right? I mean, we're gonna get a lot of that in the beginning, where people like, hmm, that's a neat idea. Um, And I think it's kind of hard for us to see what's on the other side of that. Is is this gonna be like a sustainable thing? Is it going to be something that you know people uh, will pay for i'm just going to try to rush the market and uh, build the first ar fart app yeah that's, <laughs> that's what i want you know you got the cloud three those, people those, doing yeah. that probably already <laughs> yep yep but i'm going to beat them to yeah, market do it because like, i live do in it. europe and uh, it'll be yeah. fun to see i think that that's what <laughs> i'll wake up first that, that's what everyone should keep their eye out for like look at the rush <laughs> that's going to be like, of, of all the silly yeah. things yeah. there's going to be some real novel i saw like some guy who took like his like it was like a Google Maps thing, uh, and then like it had the Earth's crust and everything, and he could actually just kind of like explore his neighborhood in like uh, this. Uh, <laughs> it looked like something from the future, right? Like this diorama almost of his neighborhood because he used the data from Google Maps to piped it in with in, in AR, and he kind of flew over his neighborhood. Like you're gonna get a lot of stuff like that. It's gonna. It's, I'm sure it's gonna open some amazing doors for people, but you're definitely also gonna get your your 3D fart apps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this is what I. Like like so much like this beta period which is like apple uh, wwc they give us like the ingredients here this is what you can do like this is what you can use and you know throughout until september when ios comes out like we hear about some developers doing something um something you know like the measuring the room and all but you don't know what people are going to come out with and then when you know, when iOS 11 finally comes out, like then you're going to see all the innovation like at once. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is what everyone's been working on and, and coming up with. Yeah. So that's, I, I like this, this, it's like a cold war type of, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it goes, <laughs> really, it goes one step beyond that. Cause what happens then is if you worked on something AR now, you're going to be there for AR day. What <laughs> And afterwards, right. uh, even if whatever you make isn't successful, you're going to have a wave of all the 
I usually call them the boring companies, right? But your banks and your supermarkets and your your like the the old uh, the old dad companies. Like I hear this AR is really cool. That's gonna happen like after Christmas, right? Because when we <laughs> and then you know they want to hire some people. You worked on this AR thing, uh, then you're gonna you can actually get some consultancy hours out of it. So mm-hmm. you know, there's always right. that. That's, That's the true. upside. <laughs> Gotta get that AR banking. Yeah. Exactly, like AR banking. Just look at all your money floating in the air. <laughs> that would actually make be a transfer. Awesome. You see the money yeah. going away from your bank we account. We laugh now. I'm going to be sitting in a meeting room in six months listening to this pitch. I know it. I've just I've seen this too many times. Uh, amazing. So I think we should wrap up. Um, yeah. Before we do, I think people should go and look at the icon for Conduct AR. That's probably like the most like Michael flare-up thing I've ever seen. It's amazing (laughs) and incredible. Um, So go check that. So recommendations. Recommendations. All right, Rafa, start us off. All right, uh, I I can start. Um, I have two recommendations that they're both Apple Music related. And they're a bit weird. You know, again, like we recorded last episode two days ago. I haven't bought new things or whatever to try with that said uh for the past week or so i've been listening a lot more to beats one the radio on apple music which i've i've listened to a lot when it came out um and i liked it but like at a time you had like three shows (laughs) which was kind of weird and so basically i've i've been like for like two years or whatever. I don't know, remember when it came out. Uh, it's been a long time since I listened to it. And it's totally different. Like you have a bunch of new shows and new hosts and new, like not just like music programs, but other silly things. Like it's a whole new thing. So <laughs> for the past week, when I don't know what to listen, like I, I have no clue what should I be listening to. I just uh, play Beats 1 and so far it's been pretty cool. And my second one, also Apple Music related, is uh, the first episode of Carpool Karaoke came out. You know, if we measure it by the the quality and success of Planet of the Apps, one of the most, you know, critically acclaimed um, TV shows out there, um, <coughs> this one is actually cool. <laughs> I've actually been uh, been watching every episode of Planet of the App. Oh my I mean, god. I sort of hate watching it. <laughs> it's, it's great for that. Yeah, I just been hate not watching it. <laughs> well, this carpool karaoke is exactly what I expected from you know it's the carpool karaoke that you you know from the James Corden show uh, with a bigger budget, and it's that. I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, it's 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 karaoke. I mean, what the hell is there to spoil? <laughs> but you know, the first episode is out with is uh, James Corden and Will Smith. It was pretty entertaining. It was like twenty minutes. And it was funny. It was it right. was like watching a longer YouTube video. Yeah, I so, think it'll be interesting to see the ones without James Corden because I yeah. feel like he makes the show. He's on the first and the last one. So but watching we'll a longer YouTube video—that's <laughs> the pitch. <laughs> Effectively, <laughs> it was just yeah. like a YouTube video, but slightly longer. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit i'll buy it but yeah that, that's pretty much it it's like a high budget uh youtube video <laughs> nice <So. laughs> um all right so my recommendation is uh this app called mirage world and we've been talking a lot about ar and ios 11 stuff but this is actually an ar app that is pre-ios 11 and it's kind of this 
really wacky, strange app that like I kind of don't know where this is gonna go. Uh, reminds me a lot of Snapchat in kind of the early days. Uh, but basically, the idea is uh, it uses um, like your GPS location and the the camera, and it allows you to basically put graffiti on top of the real world. So you do this in the app, you can put text, you can draw on the screen, you can put 3D emojis, and they basically float there in that space so that anyone can come and pass by and see your graffiti on their phones. They don't have to know you. It's public for everyone. So it's kind of this really super interesting, like, I don't know what's going to happen with this app, but I kind of like these, like, crazy ideas and who knows like something something interesting might come out of them so have you tried it i've tried it it's pretty buggy uh i have you've seen stuff is there stuff around not yet i don't think this app is super popular in the office in montreal right now but (laughs) um who knows right maybe uh after this it'll be uh this looks like wildfire but it's like if i'm the only user in portugal you know it's useful for me yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's how these things start though um, yeah yeah that's true but you'll be the yeah, first one yeah i'll try to get my yeah. friends to use it and see yeah see if that's <laughs> we can do some fun things with this um uh, cool. Yeah. cool is it me okay i got nothing no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i got two things first one okay so so the the second one's really the, the what's been keeping me up at night but the the first one is uh, is, is a, a little pluck uh we're actually we're working on a new game so for for people who really really want like the Ooh. early 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 bird stuff and the hints and the secret emails and the whatever before we even show anything to anyone uh you can go to itsfaraway.com itsfaraway.com and you can uh, book your holiday now it's us just an email field Kind of like a little secret space on the on the web. Um, that's gonna be huge for us. Maybe next year. I don't know. End of this year depends on a million things. But that's our baby that we're toying with. So and it's have not been. too far away. It's not too far away. It's right there actually. But uh, it's faraway.com. Um, it's gonna be really fun. No, but Boom. the actual recommendation uh, is that I've. It, it has to be a game, obviously, because, you know, I'm, <laughs> I make games. So uh, I have been diving into a game uh, that is in early access. And I know a lot of people out there like, ah, oh, early access. <laughs> I know, but this game is really good. It's worth it. Uh, it's called Factorio. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Factorio. Really? It's on Steam. What's the platform? Factorio.com. It's basically, the, the premise is that you're a guy who drops or gal you can't actually tell just you know it's very gender neutral <laughs> but you, you dropped uh to a planet and, and uh it's like your 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 spaceship's broken or whatever and you have to uh build a factory to get off the the planet and you do this by like mining things and creating these intricate automation layouts of factories and things this thing produces this thing gives you this thing and it is it is so intricate and it's so deep. Whoa. Um, uh, if you see the, the trailer, you'll, you'll, you'll be blown away. 
it, this is uh, beyond anything I've, I've personally as a, as a game designer experienced. you can just kind of admire the beauty of, of a system like that and you you kind of lay things out I think is, this is, appeals a lot to uh, programmers but uh, <laughs> because there's something nice about you know oh, I'm producing this amount of this and it goes there and like and it, it, you get to produce like uh, trains and that move product around and you have like electrical circuits there's uh, aliens on the, on the on the on the actual <laughs> world that you're at and if you pollute too much which you obviously do because you're this capitalist pig that just produces like this factory that, <laughs> that, that pollutes all over their beautiful uh, home world right but uh, then the aliens will actually like the, like sort of a hive alien thing come and attack you and have you you have to defend your factory um and like it's an amazing Whoa. game I, I think i've sunk nice. like 30 hours into it in in my <laughs> family vacation time that was not popular <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's it's really good uh and it's it's early access it's pretty cheap i think it's like 15 or 20 euros or something like that it's a 20 bucks yeah 20 bucks yeah, 20 bucks yeah it, but there's a demo you can try for free that's how i got into it because like eh, i'm not gonna spend 20 bucks right now on a video game and then oh shit i just got pulled into it it's like, <laughs> like yes take yeah, all of my yeah, money take, take all it could have cost hundred dollars i don't care <laughs> like, just take them but you can try the demo for free and it's a cross-platform so everyone can play it and I, i don't know i just think it's i love when people do something that's uh really well thought out and well engineered and the the community is nice around it and the, the people that are making it are really cool and they put out updates and they're kind of the game developer types that we ourselves try to inspire to be so it's like it's just done right in so many ways so try that out factorio you will lose a lot of sleep i apologize <laughs> the website i gotta say the website looks like this is like 90 90 80 like yeah but that's Is it is it just me? I, I've been looking at this. I can't stop thinking about this. Is is the background texture of that website the iOS six? Yeah, it looks like it, right? Texture, right? Yeah. Wow. It looks linen. Yes. I smell yeah. linen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I feel like the the design of the website feel like feels right for this yeah. kind of art style. Yeah, yeah. It matches the. the yeah, the art yeah. is absolutely amazing, and you can zoom in and out. Like it's really pixelated, close like close up. I think it's like cell shaded or something. <laughs> I don't know how they. I don't think it's true 3D. I think they've probably created 3D models, taken pictures of it, and had them as sort of sprites, like we had in the, the old. They, wow. I think they've actually uh. gone to. That's just uh, as a technical, uh, as a game designer. Like I, I'm looking at this. I think they've actually gone to some like some length to uh, recreate a certain vibe uh, technically because mm -hmm. yeah. you could do this a lot cheaper they're not doing that they're doing something <laughs> really cool <laughs> interesting yeah all right yes cool. your recommendation one the internet um <laughs> it's fun and that's it it's at least a little different like you had a game designer on the show so i had to come up with a game right Yeah, of course. Usually, only Rafa can comes out with the game recommendations. Yeah, yeah I'm, I feel very lonely talking about games here on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael. Thanks so much for, for for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Uh, It was really fun. It's been really great. I am really excited about speaker decks. I already created an account. Uh, Do it. It's open now. I guess you could just kind of create. Yeah. Just don't just don't tweet it until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I won't, I won't. Um, And I'm also really excited about Conductor. So yeah. uh, if you have any betas, oh, yeah. I'll be gladly take. Actually, we'll probably do like a. Well, I think we'll probably do like an external beta test in a, a week or two. We are on a pretty yeah. tight schedule here, right? That's kind of the fun part about doing that because has to be yeah. ready for the the new phone. So yeah. right, right, right. Good luck with that, man. Yeah, uh, thanks. Cool. Really excited. And with that, 
we're gonna suck at outros we always do so <laughs> thanks so much for listening uh you can find the show notes all the trailers that we just talked in our recommendations and and all the things that michael's working on we'll jesus christ i'll send you a, a complete compiled list like a 20 page document yeah. i apologize for all <laughs> the the links if you check out just one of them i'll be happy sorry <laughs> Uh, you can check out the show notes at layout.fm or on our spectrum uh, thingy. I still don't know what they call it. Is it frequency, frequency or... Po- I don't think it is anymore. I think uh, they're moving they away it? from sp- frequencies. I think so. Not sure. Anyway, uh, that is at spectrum.chat. Uh, don't know the correct URL because I haven't looked it up, but you can... There's going to be a <laughs> link find in the show notes. It. You'll find it. You're a pro. Uh, <laughs> and we are at layout.fm on the Twitters. And... Uh, Am I missing something? Oh, this episode was edited by Adam Silva. Thanks so much once again. And um, by y'all, <laughs> I mean, probably just Kevin. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, um, I'll come back. Cool. It's okay. I can or be next your third week. host. Yeah. I'll be Why your not? third. There's <laughs> plenty of other things to talk about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Michael. It was awesome. And good luck with the launch. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.